0: Okay, but it's still bread, and bread is a bun. I know. A bun is bread.
1: Bread there's is a bun. There's still cream and ice cream, and there's still cream and stinking yogurt. They're not the same thing. You
0: sound like an idiot. You are an
1: idiot. The way you're talking, you're sound looking, like an idiot. I hate this. This is why we can't, we have to do a football ball dance because we're just getting to fights. I am not ready yet. hello and welcome to another episode of the average joe football show i'm your host joe fair thank you so much for tuning into another episode of your favorite presidential candidates favorite football podcast that's right your favorite your favorite we don't (laughs) we don't often talk about politics we try to keep politics out of out of the podcast but when we talk politics we like the guy that you like that's our favorite guy and we're push that's who we're vote and that's who we're, we're we're voting for Whatever things you stand for, sign me up. Sign me up. I'm in. on board with that. <laughs> I really thought you're gonna you're gonna take a stand there. No, absolutely I will never. No, I nope. would
0: never expose myself. I couldn't
1: I never open myself up no, to that yeah. vulnerability. I, I don't care enough about politics to make a stand. I feel uh, like not, even this conversation we're having right now is too
0: politic. is too much.
1: Well, people will really get mad at you for not taking the stand. I I agree. yeah I know. Especially if you're in this in the spotlight, uh, like yes. you know obviously we are uh <laughs> my we are major celebrities, yeah. um, like people just if you do not like say this is who I'm voting and it always has to be the one that they like too. Mm-hmm. So it can't. They want you to say what you believe, but they don't. They want you to say what they believe, but in your voice. Yeah. And it's like if you just say, "Hey, I'm gonna say out apology, politics," like, they're like, "Oh no, you have to do it. So you have to influence people to vote for this way and this one." There's like, "No, how about you have a brain for yourself?"
0: Yeah, no, exactly. How about
1: you think for yourself for once? You're eight. You're at least eighteen. You're at least eighteen. Should, depending on where you. Yeah. Can you vote? Is America eighteen as well? Yeah, pretty really? sure it's eighteen. Um, yeah, so eighteen, but twenty-one to drink so wow yeah 18 to serve your
0: country right you can start Uh, you can join the military at 18 yeah
1: you could go and die but you can't buy a smoke wow well i mean in america i think you can buy a smoke but in canada it's 19 i think yes 19 you can't buy smokes until you're 19 and and in america it's 18 or 19
0: maybe i thought it was 18 in america pretty sure it is 18
1: yeah so ignorant what is who makes these rules god probably the other presidential candidate, the one Probably that I don't like. <laughs> the I, other leading detergent. The <laughs> other leading laundry detergent. Uh, yeah, I hate that guy that you hate that's running for president. He's the worst guy. But your guy that you like, he's going to really turn things around or keep them the way they are. <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> can the he, world get better? When he gets elected or reelected? He's he's going to do some... <laughs> Good damage.
0: good
1: damage good damage good damage that's a perfect way to say yeah. Some good damage good damage is this the perfect you know good, healthy middle yeah I healthy guess. middle good damage <laughs> <laughs> you know but go vote i guess sure we're canadian we when can't do, we have vote. To do that uh we we had a federal election like last year so it's still a while year? yeah i'm pretty sure uh, so. oh yeah
0: because that was the first time i could vote
1: yeah because you're so young and i forget yeah. about that all the time yeah, so go vote. I did, uh, yeah,
0: and I voted for. No, bleep that out. <laughs> yeah, I will. But no, no. But that's the thing, actually. People like are saying who they vote for and who you're supposed to vote for, and mm. like asking who you voted for. But you,
1: yeah, no, I have You're no, not
0: legally obligated to tell, to tell anybody no, that at all. You're not
1: legally obligated to tell anybody anything ever. Really, or except even socially if obligated. Except exactly, you shouldn't be. No. Except if it's the police, then maybe. Maybe you you're have obligated. To you have that? to have a warrant for that. oh, so when, I, when people ask me who I voted for, I'm gonna ask them for a warrant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have a warrant. What am I being detained for? <laughs> yeah. what's this about?
0: You have to ask the important questions.
1: Uh, yeah, but it's like I'm totally fine. If you want to tell me who you voted for, fantastic. like do your thing. you're allowed to have your own opinion? That's a beautiful thing about being mm-hmm. in a in a free country, you know, yeah, like the one I live. Yeah, true north, strong and free. uh you're allowed to have your opinion? Uh, but also let other people have their opinions, even if their opinion sucks. Yeah. Everybody's entitled to their wrong opinion. Yep, like yeah. you're allowed to have your opinion. Uh, excuse me, <laughs> you're
0: allowed to have your opinion, uh, but sometimes keep
1: it. Yeah, exactly. Keep it. I think the most important thing to realize in life, uh, and this is coming from me who I've figured out life already. Obviously, it's fairly <laughs> easy. I got it figured out. Uh, that's why I have a podcast. Um, but just know that you can have your opinion, but also know that your opinion never, ever, ever matters.
0: <laughs> you, yeah. No, as, much, as
1: much as you think you matter, you don't. Yeah, that's and so
0: I, nice <laughs> and sad. But
1: it's nice. true. I mean, it is definitely sad. And, you know, from a maybe a spiritual aspect, not a positive way to look at things. Mm-hmm. Or like uh, if you're raising a child, maybe don't tell them that. But I think that not enough <laughs> with people in this generation. They're not told enough. It's because there's Twitter. Yeah. There's everything you can just put your opinion there all the time, and everybody's just here's what I think. Here's what I think. People aren't don't know enough that hey, y- you don't matter really. And like in like, you like, are about a speck. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're offended by something, so what? What happened? You just like nothing happened. You just got offended. Mm-hmm. It's like it. it it's like. Your opinion is not nearly as important as you think it is unless, unless you're the presidential candidate that we are voting for. Mm-hmm. His opinion matters more than anybody's opinion.
0: <laughs> I listen to it always. Yeah, exactly right.
1: But well, we are going to talk football at some point tonight, uh, recording this on a, on or a, not, or not, or we'll not. We'll see what happens. We don't know. Uh, yeah. Whatever. It was quite an eventful week in football. You know, we've been trying to, we've been kind of debating on the podcast, uh, maybe doing less football. I mean it's still football. I love football. It's uh I I have an appreciate basically once every weekend as I'm watching football, I get this feeling in my gut and it's like, man, I just love this. Wow. It, it just it's just I love it. It's just such a fun thing. Like I remember last week when there was like so many upsets going, like the Dolphins beat the 49ers, the uh the the Raiders beat the Chiefs and it was just like such an unpredictable weekend. And it was kind of the same this weekend. It's just like This is so fun. Like things are just, I love it when there's chaos and I love football and I've grown up loving football. Joe, you know how that's like, yeah, but, uh, I love football, but also I, I also enjoy the, the banter that we have on this podcast. Mm. One of my favorite parts is talking about, That's my favorite. It's my favorite. It's definitely your favorite part, but, uh, uh, yeah, we, we're trying to work in, you know, and we're a new podcast, so we're we're kind of experimenting with a lot of things. Uh, still very new uh, and 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 just, you know, like I said, experimenting with things, trying things out. And uh, if you guys have any recommendations, any things that you would like to hear on the podcast, any things that you'd like to hear less of on the podcast, <laughs> maybe you hate the banter. Maybe you skip the banter every time you're like, just talk about football. That's fine. It is called The Average Joe Football Show after all. But, uh, yeah, we are going to get to talking about football at some point. It was quite a fun week. A lot of crazy games, some crazy outcomes. Uh, and we're going to talk about, uh, I haven't done my ice bath yet. No. Yeah, I really dropped the ball on that. I know what you guys are thinking. Where the heck is the ice bath? You want to see me without my shirt on? And that that's fine. I understand. I was trying to find, like, a cool, way, a cool place, a cool thing to do the ice bath in, like a tub. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I would find something like that. Right. And so it's like uh, I think I'm just gonna do it in my bathtub. Okay, you can. Yeah. How we many? Can also keep thinking. How many ba- Well, we have to do it soon because people are not even gonna remember that the Bears beat the Buccaneers. I don't know. Whatever. I'm gonna do the ice bath. I'm gonna, You know what? Let's set a date. When, when? Like, I should just get it by the end of the week. So you're not setting a date. You're just saying by the end of the. By week. the end of the well, I had a, a due date. <laughs> so what? The due date would be Saturday. I feel like Saturday is a good day to do it. Yeah. I was going to do it this last Saturday, but then I was sad. And I'm just so <laughs> sad. I got, so sad <laughs> I got really sudden. sad and I didn't want to do it. No, Saturday. I sad, that's why it's called Saturday. You're I did get my sad. lock wrong two weeks ago or a week ago, whenever it was. The Bears <laughs> beat the Buccaneers. Uh, Buccaneers had a big bounce back week this week. We'll talk about that later. But I'm going to do an ice bath yet. I'm going to do an ice bath and who knows if I get my lock wrong this week, maybe we'll have two punishments lined up in a row for you guys. But Joe, I don't know if you have anything else you want to talk about before we jump into a little bit of news. We're not going to talk much news because during the football season, I don't have a whole lot of motivation to talk news. Like I could go through all the injuries and stuff, but it's like, I don't like want to do that. Is a
0: hamburger a sandwich? Mmm. Is a hamburger a sandwich? Is a hamburger
1: a sandwich? This is the news right here. <laughs> this is Breaking the news. news is the hamburger a sandwich? Yeah. See, these are the kind of questions I want them to ask at debates, presidential debates. Yeah, that's
0: is, what I want to hear more
1: of. Because I don't understand. That's who I'm going to vote for. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's that's a, what
0: depends. It's not going to be. No. It's not going to be boring oh, stuff. Taxes. Yeah. I don't care
1: about taxes. I'm I don't even really, really know how they work. I, I'm yeah. I'm married. I live on my own. I still don't know how taxes work. Yeah. But- I, I guess I have to give them. I never questioned it. <laughs> it's like I guess they're yours. That's your pushover. Yeah. I, guess. <laughs> I don't know. That's how probably how taxes got started. Is is they, want they told one guy they're like, hey, you have to give part of your money to us, and he's like, ah, oh, okay, fine. Why? Like, don't ask questions. Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. Just okay. That's that's, that's what you get. <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay. That's fair. It's like, uh, you know, you know how you make money. You have an income. We're gonna, you have to give us part of that Just for making an yeah. income Yeah Okay That makes sense Yeah I sure think, Why not I guess But is a hot dog No. What did you say Ask Is a hot dog a hamburger <laughs> Is a hot dog a hamburger <laughs> no, that, that, so that Is a hot dog a hamburger
0: No Is a hot dog a hamburger
1: Is a hot dog a sandwich No a hamburger is Hamburger a sandwich a Hot dog no. is obviously not hamburger, a sandwich That's ha- the stupidest question Hamburger Well I, If you're gonna call a hamburger a sandwich What's the difference between a hot dog and a hamburger <laughs> A hot dog bun is
0: connected in the middle. A sub is still a sandwich.
1: Son of a gun. Yeah, you you're right. You lose. Oh dear. I think that a hamburger is its own entity. It's its own thing. So, and so is a hot dog then? I would I would call a hot dog a hamburger before I would call a hot dog <laughs> before what? I would call a hot dog a sandwich. What? A hot dog is just a modified hamburger. Just an elongated hamburger. Right, don't say that to me. Am I peeking again? Or are you turning me down?
0: Yeah, I, don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, well, I don't, don't. I get, I get don't,
1: super insecure when. If you If I start the messing enough.
0: with stuff over here, don't talk differently. The reason I'm messing with it over here is because because you're talking to too loud. Because I'm adjusting it the way you're talking now. Okay, all right. So mm. if if you see me doing stuff here, don't talk quieter because then it just <laughs> completely. No, I understand. I
1: get the <laughs> basics of audio. I get it. Do you? <laughs> I apparently not because you're explaining to me like I'm a child. What were we saying? Do you think that a hot dog is a... What is the question? A hamburger. Is a hamburger a sandwich? Yeah. And I think it is. I just, I just don't think so. I think it's its own thing. Because think about how many different uh, sandwiches there are. And then think about how many different hamburgers there are. <laughs> Joe! Did you hear yourself just talk? Yeah.
0: Well, think of, are you? Have you ever been to the works?
1: Yeah. The works. They have like so many different ha- uh, hamburgers. Yeah. So that defeats the purpose of the question you just asked. What do you mean? How many hamburgers are there? A ton of them. How that, many that's sam- what I'm saying. How there's, many sandwiches are there? That's what I'm saying. There's a ton of different sa- there's a ton of different sandwiches. There's a ton of different hamburgers. I feel like if like like a hamburger is not a type of sandwich. I'm getting mad. I'm I'm upset. A hamburger doesn't... is not a type
0: of sandwich. A hamburger is, a th- is its own thing. Here's the difference. You know what You know what separates a hamburger from a sandwich? What? That you have a piece of meat mm. that's just ground up and put in there as one single piece instead of several layers of sliced meat. Mm. They're both meat. They can even be the same meat. Ham, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Okay so it. you don't think that it's a sandwich it is a sandwich a hamburger is I, a sandwich and it's you explaining yourself right there felt like you were explaining why it's not a not a sandwich it is because the only thing different is the
0: kind of meat you no. can have a sandwich with ham no. you can have it with pulled pork you can have it with you can have it with my favorite
1: not with a patty corn with, beef corn beef i love corn beef and a reuben sandwich <laughs> reuben reuben what do you think came first, the guy or the sandwich, Reuben? Reuben, yeah, both. <laughs> both, 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 both. I don't know. Think that Reuben named the Reuben, or did, Reuben, <laughs> or was Reuben named after a Reuben? Was ruben named after the sandwich? Yeah. Is a Reuben a sandwich? Yes. Yeah. What's it? What, what's in a Reuben sandwich? Oh Corned my beef? goodness!
0: Don't even get me st- sauerkraut started on this. Yes. Disgusting. So, watch your watch your words. <laughs> Because a Reuben is consists of rye, usually and mm. pref, preferably, okay. in my opinion, the best rye sandwich has, or sorry, the best Reuben sandwich rather mm. has rye bread. Rye bread. What's rye bread? Rye bread. Don't ask me, but it just tastes really good. Okay. Um, rye bread with mustard, mm. like a spicy mustard. I'm all about mustard. Mustard sauce. Love I Love mustard. mustard um you just said that (laughs) i cannot believe it uh mustard uh uh, swiss cheese okay swiss cheese swiss cheese i like swiss cheese i love swiss cheese uh swiss cheese corned beef corned beef what is corned beef corned beef is like don't ask but it's really good (laughs) and you don't know that's why you say don't and then and then with a sick a thick rather layer of sauerkraut on the top. Mm. And then not the last piece of rye bread. bread. So. Okay. Well, that's fine. Unbelievably good. I, With pickles on the side and a side of fries.
1: <sighs> I could go on. I'm honestly, I've never been less hungry than when you described that sandwich to me. There's so many. It's, it feels like it doesn't even seem bad, but it's like there's so many things I'd rather eat than that. And one of those things would be a hamburger, which is not a sandwich. Have you ever tried a Reuben sandwich? No. Maybe we should try it. Have you ever tried a Reuben like, hamburger? A Reuben. <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, anyway, maybe we should. I don't know. Maybe we should wrap. up. I'm not this up. done yet. And <laughs> <laughs> then pick this up at the end of the show. I'm done. Let's agree to disagree. Let's, I I think I agree that I'm right, and, and I think that you know in your heart that I'm right. No. Hamburger is its own entity. It's its own thing. Right? No. It's like ice cream is not a not a yogurt.
0: They're made of different ingredients, Joe. So is a, a hamburger. You. No because You're a hamburger done. and a sandwich are the, they have the exact same ingredients. No they don't. What does a hamburger have that a sandwich does not have? A bun. Bread. It's you can call bread a bun. It doesn't matter. It's just uh, the name of it. You can make a sandwich, Joe. Joe. What is a sub made of? Would you call a sub a
1: sandwich? It's not it's not a bun. You make you put a submarine sandwich. Yes, but not a hamburger sandwich. Okay, but it's still bread, and bread is a bun. I know. A bun is bread. Bread there's is a bun. There's still cream and ice cream, and there's still cream and stinking yogurt. They're not the same thing. You
0: sound like an idiot.
1: <laughs> you are an idiot. The way you're talking, you you're sound like can, an idiot. I hate this. This is why we can't. We have to do a football dance because we're just getting into fights. But I'm not ready them. yet, because this is just so
0: ridiculous to me. <laughs> I'm
1: genuinely pissed. Because- <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Maybe I should have just agreed to disagree. Then I mean, you called me an idiot. I'm gonna turn it off now. <laughs> we have to go fight now. Yeah, I think I have to fight you now.
0: I think so. Oh goodness! Stay
1: tuned to the next episode where we talk about other a sam- cereal a a cereal soup. A soup. <laughs> a cereal soup. Uh, let's just jump into the news, Joe. How about it? Jumping in the news. First up in the news, we got Le'Veon Bell. This news happened fast and it happened furious. We were recording last weekend or last week rather uh, on the Tuesday like we usually do like we are right now. And then there, I started the show by saying Le'Veon Bell wanted to be traded. And then I ended the show by saying he was released. And then Thursday, I think it was Thursday when the podcast went up, he ended up, uh, it turns out that he was deciding between three teams, the Bills, the Dolphins and the Chiefs ends up deciding... On the Chiefs. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, Honestly. I, that's fair. That's fair. I really wanted him to go to the Dolphins because I thought it would be entertaining. Uh, I don't think the Dolphins need him. I don't think the Dolphins are good enough to to be competing for like a Super Bowl. So it makes sense to go to the Chiefs and compete for a Super Bowl. I understand why he did it. Uh, so he kind of adds to an already stacked uh, offense there in, in Kansas City. He did not play this weekend, but I expect him to play uh, in the Chiefs' next game against the Broncos, I believe, in Week 7. But that's a big signing. I mean, that makes this this, this Kansas City team uh, all the more scary. I think Le'Veon Bell is going to be motivated. He's going to be ready to go. I th- still think he's a good player. Uh, but we see what happens with Adam Gase. Uh, and we'll talk about him probably more because we do on every single podcast. Uh, Adam Gase takes talent and he grinds it into a pulp. And he snorts it. And then he ha- gets the crazy eyes. Uh, and, and that's basically how Adam Gase is created. Uh, so I, I think that Le'Veon Bell adds another layer to this really fantastic offense and I'm excited to see what he does and if he makes them as unbeatable as people think that they're going to be uh, with that signing. Next up in the news, uh, we have sort of anti-COVID news. Uh, no games. This is not even news really. I mean, this is just something that happened. Uh, no games were canceled or rescheduled this week, which was fantastic. The last two weeks, we've had cancellations. We've had rescheduled games. Uh, we did have the Bills and Chiefs game that was originally played, supposed to be played on Thursday, but that was it, it was played on a different day. It was played on Monday. We had a Monday night doubleheader, uh, but uh, we did get all the games in. No games were canceled. No games were pushed to a different day. After all of the stuff that went down the past few weeks, we had all the games that were supposed to be played this week were played this week, so that is a good sign. And then last up, or not, not quite last in the news. We have a couple more things in the news. This is something that I probably wouldn't include in the news if I didn't think it was hilarious. But I do think it's kind of funny. Uh, the Bucks make a trade for for uh, uh, nose tackle Stephen McClendon. Who's the Bucks? The Bucks, Buccaneers. Oh, I thought you're talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. And like <laughs> now we're just like. What if I just on a
0: dime switch to a basketball puck? <laughs> <laughs> any introduction, the name stays
1: the same. It's, yeah. just, a, it's just a basketball. You probably podcast. Didn't even, don't even realize you're just like editing just, the podcast and sitting here I'm like, <laughs> sit. on your phone. Every time I cough, you're editing it out. Oh, oh, you don't not, even realize that I'm talking about LeBron James and not any football players anymore. Uh, but no, the Buccaneers, the Milwaukee Buccaneers. Um, they traded for Steven McClendon, who's a, a veteran nose tackle of the New York Jets. And I find this really funny because, uh, well, first of all, they traded for Stephen McClendon and a 2022 uh, second round pick for a 2023 seventh round pick. Uh, basically, Steven McClendon, he was playing for the New York Jets. Uh, they were playing in Miami. Get this. They were playing in Miami this week. And at, directly after their games ended... I think this happened within a couple hours of the game ending. Uh, word got out that he got traded. So they're in Miami. He got traded to Tampa Bay. He literally hopped in a car from Miami. And instead of going back to New York, where he probably lives, has a house, he just drove to Tampa Bay. And he's like, oh, I'm just on this team now. Let's imagine that. Like, do wow. they? I wonder how that works. Like, do you take your pads with you? <laughs> I, I would like to know, like... <laughs> what the logistics are on that? It's like everybody's getting on the bus to go to the plane, and you're just like, okay, I'm just gonna go to Tampa Bay. How far of a drive is it from from Miami to Tampa Bay? I'd say give or take. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say too. I yeah, probably give or take, give or take. Uh, last up in the news, super exciting news uh, this week. At the very end of the Dolphins and Jets games, we just talked about the Dolphins and Jets game. <clears throat> Uh the last four snaps, I believe, I did not think that it was gonna happen, but our boy, my boy, everybody's boy, Tua Tungo Vialoa got the first snaps as a Miami Dolphin, as a professional quarterback, and holy smokes, was I ever excited. He that, was I was there. He was yeah, I was he was like a little he was like at least a seven-year-old boy on Christmas. That's absolutely. What it was I, I was I was giddy, I was excited. I was, I was just a, a very happy little boy that day. Also this week, Brian Flores announced, Brian Flores, the coach of the Miami Dolphins, announced just today, just Tuesday uh, afternoon, that Tua tonga has officially been named the starter for the Miami Dolphins. Woo! When is his first game? That's what I'm talking about. They don't play this week. They oh. don't play this week. But they play next week. They have, have a bye, a bye week. week this week. Yeah, you're right. And then they play the Los Angeles Rams. We'll get into this. I'm going to talk about this later. I just wanted to get this off my chest. Tua Tonga has been named the starter. And I have to say his full name every time. I'm contractually obligated to say Tua tongo Contra- yeah. Actually, if I wanted to say his full name, get this, Joe. If I wanted to say his full name, let me let me look in my notes here. I have it in my notes. So his full name is Tua Wola Pola. Tongo Vailoa. That bottom there. Look at that. Try to pronounce that for a second. That's his full name. Wow. Are you going to try to pronounce it? No. Well, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get canceled. <laughs> well, there is, there is a word in there, yeah. or there is a part of it where it says... Uh, Close. A slang term yeah. or... A, not slang uh, <laughs> slang it's, it's not, just slang <laughs> it's just, it's just hey man <laughs> why are you so pissed it's just slang <laughs> it's just slang you can't be mad at slang uh no it's not slur slang. It, rather it's a slur that's the word i was looking for but yeah we'll get into that later but i'm just excited to talk about starting for my miami dolphins but without further ado why don't we just jump into all 14 games that happened this week uh, four teams on by. We're going to quickly, quickly go through the games as we wasted a ton of time talking about Reuben sandwiches on this <laughs> podcast. Let's quickly jump through the games. First up, we had no Thursday night game this, this week, so we didn't have a coffee pick uh, with my buddy Joel. And speaking of my buddy Joel, congrats to congrats Joel. Congrats to Joel. We, he he always says that we talk about him on every single podcast, and I, I think, think we we, we have yeah. But congratulations to Joel, our good buddy Joel who just, his wife just gave birth uh, on yeah, s- Sunday. Sunday, I think, Sunday. This Sunday, He Saturday gave birth night, to a Sunday beautiful morning. baby boy. Yes. Is the name, Joe? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Very good, very good, that's his name. Uh, congratulations, Joel, uh, hope all is well. Hope you listen to the podcast. You have literally no excuse to not listen to the podcast right now, you're not at work, so we need you to be supporting us listening to the podcast. But, like I said, we had no Thursday night game to bet a coffee on with Joel, but so the first game we're gonna talk about is the Packers at the Buccaneers, and we talked about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, and they put a shellacking on the Green Bay Packers this week. It was one of the one of the many surprise uh, outcomes we had this week in the NFL, and was a 38 to 10 victory by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Of course, of course, of course, I bet on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I bet a nice bath. They let me down. They lose the freaking Chicago Bears, and then this week they go and upset the potentially the best team in the NFL, the team that I said was the scariest team in the NFL, the Green Bay Packers. This game uh, started off r- uh, really well for the Packers. They were up 10-0. Aaron Rodgers was feeling himself. He was doing the Hangle McCringleberry celebration. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know what that what is? is that? Hangle McCringleberry? <laughs> no. You ever seen Key Peel? Peele? There's, I've seen Key There's a ske- sketch that they do where the guy... It's like a football celebration sketch. And basically, um, uh, there's a football player. His name is Hingle McCringleberry. Uh, and he scores a touchdown. And he does like a celebration where he puts his arms on his head. And he thrusts his... Uh, what does he his thrust? His hips. Okay. He thrusts his hips. And he does like two thrusts. And in this alternate universe in Keen the third one gets you a penalty or whatever. Oh. So they're like, oh, oh <laughs> the ref's like getting super close watching his, his hips really close. <laughs> and he's like, oh, he thrusts and he gets a penalty. And Aaron oh Rodgers scored a touchdown running the ball. And then he did the Hingle McCringleberry. And he did three th- thrusts. Didn't even get a flag for it. Wow. So, congratulations. Because after that, they got pummeled by the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Rodgers threw a pick six. He's only thrown, I think, three pick sixes before this in his entire career. He throws an a interception his very first of the season. The very first turnover for the Green Bay Packers this season uh, was a pick six. And then he threw an interception on the very next drive. He ended up 16 for 35, 160 yards. No touchdowns through the area. that one rushing touchdown. But he had two interceptions. Not a very good game for uh, the Tampa... Uh, for the Green Bay Packers, rather. And for Aaron Rodgers. This is going to be one that they want to forget. Uh, Brady did not play all that great either. He was 17 for 27, 166 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Overall, the quarterbacks that were hyped up in this game... Didn't really come through. Didn't play all that well. Uh, but Ronald Jones had himself a good game. Uh, and to me, Aaron Rodgers just looked like he lost confidence after the, that that interception. After that pick six, he was no longer doing the Hingle Uh He was just... Uh, he he didn't look confident. And, and that that Packers team got destroyed by that really talented Bucks defense. Moving on to the next game. And it is the Browns against the Steelers. A divisional matchup. And this one I talked about going into this game. This was going to be a huge statement game. For both of these teams, whoever came out with a victory. Uh, and the Cleveland Browns completely browned themselves in this game. Uh, they lost 38-7 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I picked the Browns going into this game. I have maybe not given the Steelers enough credit. I'll talk about the Steelers later in the podcast, but I have not given them enough credit. Uh, they dominated this game from the jump, really. Uh, Big Ben it was 14 for 22, 162 yards, a touchdown, no interceptions. Overall, not a huge game for Big Ben, but this Steelers defense came through. I mean, their their defense is phenomenal, and like I said, we'll talk about it later in the podcast. Uh, how how I think that people, including myself, might be sleeping on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, Pittsburgh dominated this game. They took the life, they took the confidence out of Cleveland, uh, and and it was it was it was a rough game to watch. If you're a Browns fan, for sure. Baker Mayfield went 10 for 18, 119 yards, a touchdown and two picks. Two back-breaking interceptions. He ends up getting benched at one point for Case uh, Keenum. Uh, so that is, that is brutal. You don't want that. I, I know Baker Mayfield was injured before this game. Uh, and I think that kind of had something to do with why he was benched. But also he was playing like crap in this game. So congratulations to the Steelers who do what they always do. And they bully a little brother in the Cleveland Browns to the tune of a 38-7 victory at Heinz Field. Moving on to the next game, and we're going to cruise through a couple of not-all-that-fun games. Uh, The Lions at the Jaguars. These are two teams that were kind of irrelevant coming into this game. The Lions do pick up a big victory, though. They they win 34-16. Matthew Stafford played just good enough. 19, 19 for 31, 223 yards, touchdown and a pick. DeAndre Swift, the rookie running back, finally having that breakout game. He had 116 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. Big game for him. Might be time to turn it over to him and not have uh, Adrian Peterson be that progress stopper anymore. Gardner Minshew played fine. Uh, I I think he's kind of regressing. I I still like Gardner Minshew. I like what he's about. I think he can be a solid quarterback uh, in the NFL. But uh, he's not good enough to lift the lack of talent on this Jacksonville Jaguars team. Uh, but I thought the Lions defense played very well in this game. And I thought the Jaguars, they just continue to go back to what we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season. And that's a team that's going to be competing for Trevor Lawrence at the end of the year. Moving on to the next game, and it's the Washington football team at the New York Giants. Another kind of game of two irrelevant teams. Uh, the Giants end up winning 20-19 because Ron Rivera decided to go for go for two at the end of the game. Instead of tying it up, decided to go for two. And win the game. That ends up being the wrong decision as they cannot convert. Daniel Jones was 12 for 19, 112 yards. One touchdown, one interception. And that's good enough for our average Joe of the week. That's right. The average Joe of the week. We forgot to do one last week. There was no average Joe of the week uh, last I think week. think we were the average Joes. Yeah, we gave that one to ourselves. Yes. I, I totally forgot about it last week. And then I was thinking about it in the middle of the week. I didn't do an average Joe but Daniel Jones, and you might be asking yourself, what is an average Joe of the week? And I and I always tell people, you know, every every podcast, every show, every sports whatever, they want to be like, oh, let's 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 raise up the guys who are amazing. Let's talk about guys who are Pro Bowl level. Let's talk about these guys who just went nuts this week. Uh and and deserve like NFC defensive or NFC player of the week. Well, we don't do that on this show. We give a little credit to the guys who who they don't go above and beyond. They don't do anything really exceptional. But they do just just enough, just enough to get a W. And what's more, just enough than a one-point victory over the Washington football team. Daniel Jones, like I said, 12 for 19. Only threw the ball 19 times. 112 yards. Ooh, that's fantastically unimpressive. One interception, but but one touchdown to kind of even that out. And then you add in... 74 yards rushing? Ooh. And that's the thing about average Joes is, you know, they'll surprise you every once in a while. They'll do something that maybe you're not expecting, like a 43-yard run, however long his run was. It was 40-some yards. Uh, you know, they'll surprise you every once in a while with something that you weren't expecting. And that is why Daniel Jones is the average Joe of the week. Congratulations, Mr. Jones, DJ, as I call him. Uh, I've never called him that until <laughs> right now. Congratulations to Daniel Jones. Next up, Joe, it's your Baltimore Ravens yeah. playing Joel's Philadelphia Eagles this week. We didn't even I honestly didn't realize that, that was that those were the two teams that were playing. Like that that's a big deal for you. It is a kind of a big deal for me. Yeah. Why didn't you invite me over? Sorry. Uh, well you were over. You weren't invited, but you were you were over. Was I? <laughs> we didn't watch this game, but you were over. Whenever what we're, were your thoughts on the game? Actually, the Ravens and the Eagles. Um, well, like you said, we didn't watch it, but uh, from what <laughs> well, I've heard, well, I mean, heard, you still could have.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing: when I'm <laughs> at your house and we're watching football, yeah, you just flip through games, like, mm. and well, you have the zone, which has what's what's it called? NFL Game Pass. No, the one where you. Um,
1: oh, NFL Red Zone. Yeah, we're kind of. Shows goes, like an yeah.
0: interesting game that's going on. Yeah, and you and it doesn't make sense to me because <laughs> all of a sudden it switches a game and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was watching
1: that. I was I was, I was watching that. That's I, I the last few weeks. If my team's not playing, I've gotten to the point where uh, because I watch all these games after they're over, anyways. I kind of watch highlights and I watch tape and stuff like that. So during the week, I watch NFL Red Zone, which is something I didn't really do up until this season. And Red, NFL Red Zone's awesome. Mm-hmm. literally just here's cool things happening in this game. Oh, let's switch over to this game. There's cool things happening. But I guess for somebody like you, you know, small brain who thinks a, a hamburger is a sandwich, um, you know, then that's that's kind of like it's going to be complicated for you because you don't really understand that a hamburger is its own entity either. So, uh but anyways, the Ravens beat the Eagles 30 to 28. This game could have been a lot uglier for the Eagles. They were up by a lot. Joe, Yo, are you okay? <laughs> so mad. <at> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. It's, your Ravens won this week, though. Lamar Jackson, 16 for 27, 186 you yards. No, it's not touchdown. about the Ravens. <laughs> no, but it's I'm trying not about the I'm Ravens. I'm trying to make it about the Ravens. I'm really trying to make it about the Ravens. This is a football just podcast. Do I your thing. And just okay, <laughs> I'll do my thing. Uh, he also had 108 yards rushing and a touchdown. Calais Campbell, who I talked about, is a free agent signing that I loved going to the season. He had three sacks in this game. Dominant in this game. Uh, he's been a huge, huge addition to that Baltimore Ravens team. Um, uh, Carson Wentz, he played fine, but not good enough. They started off really, really slow. They were down a lot, and they ended up making some some semblance of a comeback and had a chance to, with a two-point conversion, go up and and, and tie the game at the end of the game but Carson Wentz on the worst looking read option play I've ever seen uh, can't decide whether he wants to take the ball keep the ball uh, give away the ball take the running back with him or let the running back go he couldn't decide what he was doing uh, and he ended up getting tackled for no gain and no game is what the Philadelphia Eagles won this week um, <laughs> Carson Wentz still is not good enough he hasn't been good enough this year uh, this game, he wasn't awful. He had a terrible, terrible fumble. And like I said, at the end of that game, uh, he made a, a really dumb decision when going for two. He just has not been good enough to carry this team. Uh, you have a chance against a, a team that is much better than you. A, a game where you're you're overmatched to go and tie up, tie it up and potentially win the game at the end. You've got to have your quarterback lift you out of that and, and, and win you a game. But Carson Wentz just isn't that right now. He does not have the ability to do that right now. You can talk about the talent around him. You can talk about him not having the receivers. You can talk about him not having the offensive line. But he needs he needs to be better. He needs to lift the talent around him. He needs to uh, excel in spite of the lack of talent. Moving on to the next game, it was the Falcons at the Vikings. Both these teams now at 1-5. After the Falcons fire Dan Quinn this week, they pick up their first win, just like the Houston Texans did after firing their head coach, it was a 40-23 to 23 domination of the Minnesota Vikings. Matt Ryan played out of his mind again. I mean, he's playing really well this year. People don't really uh, give him credit, but he is not the problem there in Atlanta. He was 30 for 40, 371 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Julio Jones ended up having a, a good game, finally back from injury. Eight catches, 137 yards, two touchdowns. He was huge for my fantasy team this week. Kirk Cousins was terrible for everybody's fantasy team this week. He threw three interceptions along with three touchdowns uh, in garbage time. He's just he, he's just throwing bad interceptions. I mean, it, backbreaking interceptions. The first play from scrimmage this week was a terrible interception for the Minnesota Vikings from Kirk Cousins, and he admitted himself. He he said in his press conference he's got to be better or he's not going to play anymore. And they're going to and he's very. Much aware of the fact that he might not have a job there much longer in Minnesota. if He cannot play better. Justin Jefferson, if you want to look at some bright spot for the Minnesota Vikings, despite being 1-5, Justin Jefferson has been awesome this season. He was crazy good in this game again. Nine receptions, 166 yards, and two touchdowns. What a game for that guy. He's been huge this season. But what a win uh, for Atlanta. They needed desperately a win at 0-5. They finally get that win. And we'll see if they can build on it and get something done for the rest of the season. <laughs> Moving on to the next game, it was the Chicago Bears visiting the, the Carolina Panthers. And they win 23-216 over Carolina. Nick Foles was just fine enough, almost good enough to be an average Joe of the week. And uh, that he was 23 for 39, 198 yards, two, uh, one touchdown, one interception. Teddy Bridgewater struggled in this game after what's been a pretty good start to the season for uh, Teddy Bridgewater and the Carolina Panthers. He was 16 for 29, 216 yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. Chicago's defense is really good. Uh, they kind, kind of had a down year last year, but Chuck Pagano has done a phenomenal job with that defense this year. They had four sacks uh, in this game and three turnovers, and they're one of the best units in football. Uh, you could even argue that they're the best. I would say uh, Pittsburgh probably is is better, but Chicago's right up there with those best defenses. Uh, in the NFL and Chicago is now five and one. Uh, it might be time to start taking them a little seriously. I mean, despite them not having a very good offense and a very boring offense, Nick Foles, not being nearly the man, half the man that Mitch Trubisky is obviously, but uh, their defense is legit. They're five and one, and they're only a few wins away from really locking up a playoff spot in that seven team uh, NFC playoff. Uh, so a good win for Chicago and for um, for Carolina, they've, they've been competitive this year. I still am excited to see this team. Robbie Anderson has been phenomenal this year. Uh, they have a really fun offense. And I still think Matt Rule's doing a great job. But I think their defense or, or the, the Bears defense just had them overmatched this week. On to the next game, it's the Jets at the Dolphins. We talked about Tua playing in this game. So we won't get too much into that as I want to talk about that a little bit. Later, once we're done talking about the games, but the Jet, the Dolphins, I did not th- think that they played all that well in this game. Ryan Fitzpatrick was fine. He had three touchdowns early on in the game. Then we got off to a 21 to nothing lead. Uh, ended up winning the game 24 to nothing. And like I said, the Dolphins did not play well, but they played well enough to beat the garbage truck that is the <laughs> the, the, the New York Jets. They are. Do you ever think you're a bully? Uh, to the t- <laughs> Absolutely, I think I'm a bully. Okay, That's fine. I'm, I'm just wondering. I, I think everybody's allowed to be a bully to the Jets because they're a freaking disaster. I mean, I talk about Adam GaSe every single podcast episode, and it's probably getting old. People are like, "This guy's a broken record." But how, on God's green earth, does this guy still? I don't. I how does he have a job? I don't. Literally, the only reason to he- keep him around is to is to lose every game. The, I, <laughs> I like I. I do they want to lose every game? Do they want to have the number one pick? But even if you lose every game, Adam Gase is destroying the culture that was already non-existent in New York, and he's making it—he's making it terrible. I mean, Adam Gase is—is—is is, is so bad. Even if you get the first overall pick, you think Trevor Lawrence is gonna—is gonna look at New York and be like, "Oh yeah, that's a place I want to go—the place that just absolutely imploded this year." And Adam Gase—he'll uh, be—he has to be gone eventually, right? Moving on to the next game, it was the Bengals at the Colts, and the Bengals got off to a really, really hot start in this game. Uh, they were up 21 to nothing in the first half. They ended up blowing the lead to uh, to the Indianapolis Colts, and the Colts win 31 to 27. Phillip Rivers has probably his best game as an Indianapolis Colt. He won 27, 29, rather, for 44, 371 yards, three touchdowns, a pick. He had a really bad pick in the fourth quarter. They're, he's lucky that that. Uh, didn't end up causing them the game, but still uh, had had probably his best game as an Indianapolis Colt. Joe Burrow played well, 25 for 39, 313 yards, uh, no touchdowns in a pick. He also had a rushing touchdown early on in the game. Uh, T. Higgins, the other rookie there, the rookie receiver, had a massive game, six uh, receptions for 125 yards. A.J. Green finally contributed. Uh, he had eight receptions for 96 yards. Uh, the Bengals, like I talked about, had a 21 to nothing lead. And the Colts stormed back. Rivers played well uh, despite that late interception. And the Bengals just, they're a young team. They need to learn how to win. They they don't quite, quite—I not uh, they don't know how to close out games. They have a lot of young players on this team. Uh, and this is a tough loss to take when you're up as big as they were. Uh, to be at that ultimate high beginning in the game and then blow that lead. That's, that sucks. But this team is growing. Uh, they showed some steps. They showed some signs. But they're just not ready yet. Moving on to the next game, the Texans at the Titans, the divisional matchup. in this game was a wild, wild time. Uh, the Titans end up coming back in this game to win forty-two to thirty-six. Ryan Tannehill played phenomenal in this game, thirty for forty-one, three hundred sixty-four yards, four touchdowns, and an interception. Derrick Henry added twenty-two carries, two hundred twelve yards, two touchdowns. He had a ninety-four-yard touchdown run late in this game. That was huge. Deshaun Watson played phenomenal. He is, like I said, with Matt Ryan in Atlanta, same goes for for Deshaun Watson in Houston. He's not the problem. He was 28 for 37, 335 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Will Fuller, another guy on my fantasy team, had a big week. Six receptions, 123 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Is Ryan Tannehill an MVP candidate? That's a, a genuine question we have to ask ourselves here in 2020. He's been lights out this season. The Titans are still undefeated at 5-0. Uh, Derrick Henry made his presence very much felt. He's now leading the league in rushing yards. Uh, he had his, his real real statement game of this year. Uh, and like I said, Deshaun Watson, not the problem in Houston, but they have a whole lot of other problems. Moving on to the next game, Broncos at Patriots. And it's nice, it's nice. I try to be unbiased on it, but it's nice to see the Patriots lose in Foxborough. Uh, they lost 18 to 12. Uh, Drew Locke was back for the Denver Broncos in this game. Uh, he did not play well. He was 10 for 24, 189 yards, zero touchdowns, and two really, really rough picks. He really had an interception that should have ended the game uh, for the Broncos. Should have, should have lost the game. But Brandon McManus, who did not crack Joe's top five kicker list going into the season. He was 6-for-6 six six on field goals in this game. 54-yard uh, was his long, his longest field goal. Uh, he was lights out in this game. Cam Newton did not play that well throwing the ball. He was 17-for-25, 157 yards, no touchdowns, two interse- interceptions. Uh, he was sacked four times. He still had 76 yards on the ground and a touchdown on the ground, but he... Uh, he did not look all that great coming back from from COVID-19 uh, this is the patriots fun fact the patriots first time through 5 weeks that they have a losing record since 2001 2001 first time that they've had a losing record 2001 joe how old were you in 2001 um, what month <laughs> so you oh you were born in 2001 why do you say it like, Unreal. Why did you say it like that? Unreal. <laughs> it would be this month, week five. So, yeah. You were born. I was. Wow. Okay. So, since the year of Joe's birth, the Patriots have not had a losing record through five weeks. That's crazy. Uh, they had a chance to win this game late because of Drew Locke was, was basically giving them the game. But Cam Newton could not do something that I think Tom Bra- I think Tom Brady, if he's there in New England, he, he closes this game out. He wins this game. But Cam Newton's not quite there as a passer. And maybe he's still rusty. Obviously, he hadn't played for a while. But it's weird to see a Patriots team not capitalize off mistakes like that. We've gone to the final three games. And it's the final prime time games. First up, we have the Rams at the 49ers. Rams lose 16-24. This was a surprising game. I think a lot of people picked this one wrong. The The 49ers looked so bad last week against the Dolphins. Jimmy G was benched at one point. Uh, he, he In this game, he was much improved. He was 23 for 33, 268 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. George Kittle had himself a big game, seven receptions, 109 yards, and a touchdown. Jared Goff and the uh, Los Angeles Rams, they, they could not get anything going in this game. Uh, he, he had two touchdowns and an interception on 198 yards. Jimmy G looked a lot better in this game. This 49ers team looked good. Jason Verrett was playing well. Uh, it's a disappointing loss for the Rams, but it's uh, you know it's a division match. They can uh, a division matchup. They can definitely bounce back, uh, but uh, it's it's definitely a tough, disappointing loss for the Los Angeles Rams and a big, big win when all hopes seemed lost for the San Francisco 49ers. And then moving on to the first of our two Monday night games, it's the Kansas City Chiefs at the Buffalo Bills. Patrick Mones was 21 for 26, 225 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, just a couple days after the Kansas City Chiefs signed Le'Veon Bell, he goes 26 carries, 161 yards. He looks like he knows that Le'Veon Bell came to take his place, and he's not happy about it. Uh, He balls out. Josh Allen struggled at times in this game. He was inaccurate. It was a rainy, rainy day. Uh, and, and tough, I think, for both quarterbacks at times. But he finished 14 for 27, 122 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Like I said, it was a sloppy, rainy game. Uh, it was a fun game to watch. I like it when it's kind of rainy and 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 weird uh, on on a prime time game like that. It was a fun game to watch. But the Chiefs kind of uh, get back after losing the first game of the season, and the Bills now on a two game losing streak. Listen, they they lost the two really good teams. Uh, They have the Jets next week. So that's an automatic win. I wouldn't get too worried about the Buffalo Bills Uh, Their defense however is not looking good They were missing Matt Milano in this game and Travis Kelsey ended up having a a really big game because of that Uh, But their defense has not been good They've basically been the complete inverse of what I thought they were gonna be I thought they were gonna be a team with a dominant defense and offense that could not Carry their weight and they've literally been the complete opposite uh, so it's been weird, a weird season, but I, th- I think the Bills will be okay. Uh, they still are in first place in that division. Uh, they have a two-game lead over the next closest team, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, so that was a fun game on Monday night. And moving on to the final game of the 14 games, and it's the Cardinals at the Cowboys. The Cowboys, my Cowboys, getting absolutely embarrassed in this game. Uh, before this game started, I was going to send out a tweet. I was going to say, uh, bold prediction, Andy Dalton's going to play really good and everybody's going to overreact about it. And luckily I didn't send that tweet because Andy Dalton did not play really good. Uh, he ended up throwing the ball 54 times, 34 completions, 266 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. He looked so bad in this game. I mean, awful. I would have never expected him to play as bad as he did because he's a decent quarterback. But they, this Cowboys team was embarrassing in this game. At home, on Monday Night Football, they were embarrassed by the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals did not even play all that well. They started off super, super slow. Both teams did. Uh, Kyler Murray only completed 9 out of 24 passes. He had 188 yards, 2 touchdowns, uh, no interceptions. He had 10 rushes for 74 yards. He's running all over the field. He must be so infuriating to have to play defense against because he just doesn't get hit. He just scurries all over the field and finds ways to not get hit. Uh, Kenyon Drake had a had a big 69-yard touchdown run late. Uh, to finish off with 20 carries for 164 yards and two touchdowns, but this was an ugly, ugly loss to take for the Cowboys. And they've been rough this season. I mean, Zeke was terrible in this game. He had two back-to-back fumbles on to to uh, to completely break the back of this team. I mean, you can't do that. This all that was talked about this week is how Zeke was going to have to take more of the load in Dallas uh, for them to succeed, and he. Was rough. I mean, back to back fumbles is terrible, uh, and he really did not help the cause there in Dallas. And there you have it. That wraps up all 14 games that happened during the week six of the 2020 NFL season. Now we're going to move on to a couple of quick, quick little segments. I think this podcast is already going to be long, quite long, but we'll try to quickly go through a couple of topics that I want to talk about. Uh, This week and and going into the future. And the first one, obviously I want to talk about Tua being named the starter there in Miami. Uh, I was not expecting this to happen. It seemed to me that Brian Flores and the coaching staff there uh, in Miami was very much content with Ryan Fitzpatrick remaining the starter. And Ryan Fitzpatrick played well this year. He played good enough to be the starter. He played better than a lot of starters in the NFL. played much better than a guy like Carson Wentz. Has played much better than than a lot of starters in the NFL. He was he's he's 70% completion percentage, hundred uh or fifteen hundred and thirty-five yards, ten touchdowns, seven interceptions. Those numbers aren't bad. And he's had some games where he's really balled out. Uh, but I think this this switch here, it's not so much about Ryan Fitzpatrick. We all knew Ryan Fitzpatrick was not the future there in Miami. We all knew that his time was was short-lived. Even Ryan Fitzpatrick knew his time was short-lived. We saw when Tua came into the game this week, Ryan Fitzpatrick hyping up the crowd, getting the crowd all excited. Uh and he he's known. He said since the beginning, uh he know he wants to play, he wants to be the starter, but he knows that his time is not long. Uh and and when Tua comes in, he said he's gonna be the biggest cheerleader he can be for Tua. And now he has that opportunity this uh, this upcoming weekend for the rest of the season, and it's officially time. They they officially gave it, gave over the reins to Tua. Tonga uh, the number five pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. And and it's exciting times for Miami Dolphins fans. Miami Dolphins fans are freaking out right now on Twitter, and myself included. I'm extremely excited. Uh, it, his first game is not going to come this week as they have a bye week, but his first game is going to come in week eight against the Los Angeles Rams. So he's got his work cut out for him there in week eight. That's a tough, tough matchup to have your first week uh, as a starter. He's got to go against Aaron Donald, probably the best player in all of football overall. Uh, he is an absolute wrecker. And, uh, in, in, you know, with a, with a young offensive line that they have there in Miami, that could end up being quite an issue. Uh, they also have the 10th best defense uh, as far as yards allowed, but they do only have the 23rd best pass defense. So that's good. But they do they also have the fifth most sacks out of any team in the NFL. So that's a little bit worrisome if you're a Dolphins fan. But to me, um, I think, you know, and Tua had four, I believe four snaps this past week when he came in at the end of that game. Uh, He only threw the ball twice. But I think what I saw in those two throws, uh, they weren't much. But I saw Tua under pressure on both those throws, had to throw on the run going to his left on one throw uh, and, and under pressure on, I believe, third and nine. Uh, and the Dolphins hadn't completed a third down conversion all game long. He comes in under pressure, li- delivers a strike, uh, just looked poised. And that's that's the biggest thing. And I, I have a feeling that Brian Flores uh, has seen that. And it's not only in this game. I'm sure he's seen it in practice. He saw it in training camp. He saw Tua is not scared. Despite having that brutal, brutal injury that he had in college, he's not scared. And that's that's the biggest thing for me. We all know Tua Tua is much more talented than a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick. It was really just a matter of the injury. It was a matter of him recovering from that injury. Uh, and Brian Flores always said, we're going to put the guy out there that gives us the best chance to win. And there's no doubt in my mind, he feels at this point that Tua is the guy that gives them the best opportunity to win at this point. Uh, and that's why he has he's playing in there. He looked... Good. He looked confident. I think he'll continue to 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 look like that throughout the coming weeks. It's not gonna be uh all roses, you know, throughout the whole season. He's gonna struggle. He's gonna have times where uh you know he's not playing well and he could not play well in his first game. Like I said, he's going up against a tough, tough opponent. But I think I think that if uh if Brian Flores feels like to a gives them the best opportunity to win. I trust that as a Dolphins fan. And I believe that. I don't think there's anything that Ryan Fitzpatrick has done, despite him playing as well as he has, I don't think there's anything he's done in the past five games that Tua could not do better. And I think that's something that the coaching staff probably sees as well. And a fun fact, now that Tua is starting, he's left-handed. And this is the first time since Week 17... And 2015, that a left-handed quarterback is going to start a game. Kellen Moore, who is now the offensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys, was making that start for the Dallas Cowboys. He was the last left-handed quarterback to play. So congratulations to Tua. I'm excited uh, to see what he does as rookies. We've seen a couple of rookie quarterbacks really, really play well this season. Joe Burrows played well. We've seen Justin Herbert play well. And now we get an opportunity to see... What Tua Tagovailoa can do for the Miami Dolphins. Moving on to the next topic that I want to talk about, and I want to give a team that I might have, I might have slighted the past few weeks. I might have slighted this season and and not talked about them enough. And I have, I have a cousin that listens to this podcast, or he used to listen to this podcast. Uh, Oscar, if you're listening to this, I hope you are. He said recently that he's boycotting the podcast uh, because I. I hate on the Steelers. What? Yeah, I hate on the Steelers. He's not a big fan of the way that I have approached talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's he's told my good buddy, Joel, our good buddy, Joel, uh, <laughs> that he's no longer on the list of the podcast because I'm too negative on the Steelers. And that's fair. <clears throat> One thing that I think that I've, I've done fairly well in this podcast is I'll admit when I'm wrong, okay? I said the Dallas Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl this year. I was wrong. I was wrong. Even with Dak Prescott, that prediction did not look very good. Uh, and I, you know, I've been wrong. I, I, I said a couple of weeks ago, despite the Pittsburgh Steelers being undefeated, that they, I wasn't totally impressed by them yet this year. And, and to a certain extent, some of that still stands. And that's kind of goes towards the offensive side of the football. Big Ben, I don't think he is who he used to be, but to me, with as good as this defense is, he doesn't need to be nearly as good as he used to be. Uh, The Pittsburgh Steelers are absolutely slept on, I think. Uh, Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me that's been sleeping on them. But I think teams, uh, you know, when you talk about the best teams in the NFL, you know, the teams that come to mind are the Chiefs, the Ravens, the, you know, the Green Bay Packers. And people often forget how good this Pittsburgh Steelers team has the ability to be, has the potential to be they they are absolutely a Super Bowl contender they're first in their division right now despite having the Baltimore Ravens in their division uh, they're 5-0 and defensively they have the number one defense in yards allowed number one pass defense number one rush defense they're number one in sacks they have 24 sacks this season on on that defense they have Bud Dupree with five sacks Cameron Hayward has a sack uh, a sack and a half Stephon Tuitt has four sacks T.J. Watt has four and a half sacks and T.J. Watt is currently ranked as the number one overall edge rusher by Pro Football Focus and he ended last year as the number one overall edge rusher by Pro Football Focus. He was my number one edge rusher coming into the 2020 season and he's been dominant. This defense is so good. And then you add Minka Fitzpatrick who is a guy who you know was kind of quiet the first few weeks. He made a huge pick six in this game uh, over the Cleveland Browns and this defense is flying. Uh, they did lose Devin Bush this week, which that's a tough loss. He's a big part of that of that linebacking core and, and, and a huge part of that defense. But this defense is so talented. Uh, they're the, by far the best defense in the NFL, in my opinion. Uh, and when your defense is that good and you still have on the other side of the ball a Hall of Fame quarterback, a guy who's been there before, uh, Big Ben on the season, he's 69% completion percentage, uh, 11,078 yards. Uh, 11 touchdowns to one interception. Only one interception on the season. He's been efficient enough. He has not made stupid mistakes like a guy uh, in Phillip Rivers, his fellow 2004 draft mate. Uh, he hasn't made those back-breaking mistakes. He's done enough. He's done enough for his defense to, to win games. Uh, and, and as far as talent, there's, there's talent on that offensive side of the ball. This team, the Pittsburgh Steelers have constantly, constantly churned out Receiver talent, and they've done it again. I mean, we've seen what Chase Claypool has done the past few weeks. Maple Tron, he's been huge, huge. And then we've, you know, Juju Smith Schuster's there still. Uh, they have James Washington. Deontay Johnson's been injured a lot this season, but he is a phenomenal receiver. They just have talent all over this team. And and to me, there's there's no reason why they cannot be a Super Bowl contender. And and you look at a team like this, and you compare them to a team like Cleveland who probably has just as much, if not more, talent overall on their team. And I think the biggest difference between a a team like Cleveland and a team like Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh knows how to win games. They know what it takes to win games. They are a first-class organization. Since the beginning, essentially, Pittsburgh has won. They've been winning. They know what it takes to win. Mike Tomlin, since he's been there, he's got a 138 and 74 and 1 record uh, as the head coach. He's got a Super Bowl championship ring. Big Bed's got a championship ring, uh, and they just have guys there that know how to win. I mean, when it comes down to it, when it comes to crunch time, they have guys that know what it takes. They have guys that have been there, that have done that. They have guys like like we talked about with Mike Tomlin, uh, who's the leader of the team. He knows what it takes to build a culture. He knows what it takes to win. Big Ben knows what it takes to win. Cameron Hayward, he did he, he hasn't won a Super Bowl, but he's been there. He's won essentially every year in the league. A guy like, like Mike Pouncey, uh, he's or Marquise Pouncey, rather, Mike Pouncey is his twin. Uh Marquise Pouncey, he's been there. Uh, he's been winning ever since he came to the league. And they just have players like this all over all, all over the roster. You look at even a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, he's new to the NFL, obviously, but you know, he went to Alabama he, he, all they do in Alabama is win football games. I mean, they just have guys that know how to win. And and you look at at a, at, a, at the Browns roster. Who do they have that knows how to win? Baker? What has he ever won? Odell Beckham Jr. Never. What has he ever won? He had the, like a couple playoff games. Ended up going to Miami on a boat before one of his playoff games, and hasn't done crap since. Jarvis Landry, just like Odell Beckham Jr., phenomenal player. Hasn't won anything. Doesn't know how to win. Miles Garrett doesn't know how to win. And undisciplined, we see constantly when this team is struggling, when this team's down, we see oh, Odell Beckham Jr. is unhappy. Oh, Miles Garrett's killing somebody with a helmet over the head. Uh, the undisciplined. They don't have somebody that can that that can say, hey, this is not what winning teams do. And that thing, that I think is what separates Pittsburgh from a lot of these other teams that are up there with them is Pittsburgh just has guys at key positions on their roster at quarterback uh, along the offensive line on defense you know all over they have guys that just know how to win that have been there and done that and to me that is what makes Pittsburgh the most dangerous is they know how to win they know they can win and they've been so good this season and I I haven't given the credit they deserve so Oscar I hope you're happy Uh, Pittsburgh to me they've impressed me and this this win this week was was very impressive. Moving on to the week seven picks. We gotta quickly go through my picks. I forgot I was even doing this this week, but yeah, we're doing picks. How did I do last week? Not good, not good. I don't think, I feel like a lot of people probably didn't do good. It was a weird week as far as outcomes go, but I went six and eight. I got six right, eight wrong, rough week. My overall record, uh, I didn't do week one, just a quick reminder, but my overall record is 42 and 27. I got my lock. The Dolphins won this week. I need another punishment for my lock this week. You got anything in mind, Joe? Oh, dear. You know, you can say no. I'll think about it. But you'll you'll think you'll think about it. I was yeah. thinking, okay, no, I don't actually want to say anything. I, I need I need you to come up with the punishment. <laughs> I need you to <laughs> You need me to do it? You, yeah, the punishment should be you have to Yeah, I need I need you to think about it. But uh, why don't we just move on to our picks? Thursday night coffee pick sponsored by Dunkin Donuts. I'm just kidding. It's not what? sponsored. It's not sponsored by them. But how I wish how cool would that be? But we we don't have Dunkin' Donuts around here. Who cares? They don't know that. Do they? The Thursday night coffee pick. It's the Giants at the Eagles on Thursday night football. I'm taking the Eagles 22 to 16 over the Giants. Eagles aren't good. But the Giants aren't even gooder than the Eagles. <laughs> they are very bad. Both these teams are bad. That division is bad, but the Eagles have to they have to win at some point, right? Like they have to. Uh, and then moving on to the, the Sunday games and moving into the the Monday night game as well. First of all, we have Pittsburgh at Tennessee at 1p.m. Give me Pittsburgh. This is a good game, another big game for Pittsburgh. They've had quite a few games this season uh, to prove themselves and they were supposed to play the titans a couple weeks ago they get their chance now to play the titans uh, this is going to be a fun game i'm like i could really see this game go either way because i think as good as pittsburgh is i think tennessee is really good as well i'm going to take pittsburgh because because i've slighted them for so long and they deserve my respect it also could be a jinx i'm sorry in advance but moving on to the den the detroit lions at the atlanta falcons i'm going to take atlanta i like what their offense is doing right now Their defense played a little bit better this week under uh, Raheem Morris, their new uh, interim head coach. And then Cleveland at Cincinnati. And as much as I just talk crap about Cleveland, I feel like I have to make it up to them. So this is my lock of the week. Cleveland going into Cincinnati and beating the Cincinnati Bengals. And as I said it out of my mouth, I don't feel that confident about this lock. (laughs) But I'm hoping for the best. I think Cleveland's going to be mad. And whether or not Baker plays, I think Cleveland is going to go into this game and beat Cincinnati. Like I said, they don't know quite yet how to win games like this. Uh, Moving on, Carolina at New Orleans. Give me New Orleans. As much as I love Carolina and their offense is fun, I think New Orleans is just going to find a way to win this game uh, like they usually do. And then Buffalo at the Jets. Uh, The Jets is an automatic win at this point, so give me Buffalo. Dallas at Washington. As much as I hate Dallas right now for making making a fool of themselves essentially every week. I'm a, I have to pick them against Washington. I don't think Washington is, is better than them whatsoever. But what a, what a terrible division. Uh, and then we move on to Green Bay and Houston. Houston uh, is playing better as of late. Deshaun Watson is playing well. But I think Green Bay, Green Bay gets back on track and they get a big win against the Texans. And then Seattle at Arizona. Arizona picked up a big win on Monday night against the Cowboys. I still don't think they played all that well. I think Seattle has played all that well and then some this year. So give me Seattle coming off a bye week. And then San Francisco at New England. And I almost made this my lock of the week just to be a little cheeky, just to be a little fun. But I'm going to pick San Francisco. Maybe I'm just feeling high after what they did this week. But I I don't like totally where New England is. And this game is in Foxborough. So I could very well see New England... Uh, Coming away with a victory here. But I'm going to pick San Francisco. uh, And then we move on to Kansas City at Denver. Denver did not play good against New England. Their defense was fine. Drew Locke was bad. Uh, If you're asking me who's going to win, Drew Locke or Pat Mahomes, I'm going to take Mahomes 101 out of 100 times. So Kansas City is going to win that game. And then Jacksonville at the Los Angeles Chargers. Give me Justin Herbert and the Bolts. And then moving into Sunday Night Football, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At the Las Vegas Raiders. This is going to be a fun, good game. I'm Looking forward to this one. Uh, but give me Tampa Bay. I like what they did last year, last week rather, uh, to the Green Bay. And I like them building momentum. Although every time I pick them, they disappoint me. And every time I don't pick them, they disappoint me still. But I'm going to pick Tampa Bay this week. And then moving on to Monday night. The final game of week 7. Chicago at the Los Angeles Rams. Give me the Rams. Uh, Chicago's been good, and I keep saying that we need to respect them, and then I continue to not respect them, but I like the Rams. Uh, Aaron Donald is a monster, and I, I like Sean McVay, and I think they have what it takes to take down the Chicago Bears. And just a quick reminder, the teams on bye this week for your fantasy lineups, the Baltimore Ravens, the Indianapolis Colts, Miami Dolphins, and the Minnesota Vikings, all on byes this week, so make sure you set your lineups accordingly. But that wraps up this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, If you did enjoy. If you enjoyed the football talk. If you enjoyed the Ruben talk. Or the hamburger talk. Let us know what your opinion is. Leave us a 5 star rating on Apple Podcasts. And in that 5 star rating. In that 5 star review. Tell us whether you think that hamburgers are a sandwich or not. Or if you want to go on Instagram. You know. Let us know. DM us. Tell us. Do you think that a hot or a hamburger is a sandwich while you're on Instagram. Make sure you follow the show at underscore average Joe show on Instagram and Twitter. Like I said, give us a five star review, please. It helps a lot. If you do that, make sure you're downloading the podcast every Thursday. And if you do enjoy the show, make sure, make sure you, you share it around and you have anybody uh, else out there that enjoys football that could enjoy this show. Make sure you share it with them. uh, And, Joe, you got anything else to say? It looks like you got something to say before the end of the show here.
0: <laughs> I just got to say that if you don't think that a hamburger is a sandwich, then don't even bother with any of the things that
1: Joe just said. <laughs> just unfollow us on all platforms. Yep. Don't, no, you can, I, I, I. like I said, with the presidential candidates, I like the one that you like. No, actually, no, I disagree. If you think that a hamburger is a, is a sandwich, come on. It's not a sandwich its own entity how many times do we have to say that on this podcast give it up <laughs> thank you once again for listening to this to the show joe thanks for bringing bringing the bringing the heat on this episode uh you guys you can follow joe at joe no under... it doesn't matter okay never mind uh make sure you follow the show like i said tune in every week for new episodes and we will catch you guys on the next one